This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 24.83-pound red snapper weighed in in Venice by Benny Burst. Uh, Fly category for speckled trout in the east is open. Any legal size speck would make the board right now. Uh, Fly fishing for trout in the west, 2.02. Jeff Ferguson, Jeffrey Lynn Ferguson, he weighed in on 614. And the next day, a fish by the same exact weight, 2.02, came in. But Jeffrey breaks the tie because he had the earliest fish. That's how how that works. Uh, There's a ladies-only speckled trout division. The east side of the state, Joanne Vadreen. No surprise, she's in the lead. 5.96 weighed her fish at Bridgeside. In the west, Melissa Jessup has a 4.38. She weighed hers at Hackberry uh, Marina. Uh, the Kayak East, uh, we talked about Jonathan Carter. He's had that 5.43, very respectable from a kayak competition. He weighed in at Campos Marina. The Southeast Division, Robbie Edmonston's got a 3.24. Southwest, Olivia Cunningham, a 1.20. There's an opportunity there for the Southwest Kayak Trout Division. Tommy Falayavon. 4.30, Hackberry Fishing Camp is the lead. Sheephead, Zach Boudreau, had a 8.17, which is a huge sheephead. But as I remember, it usually takes something over nine to win that sheephead category in the east. West, not so big. Uh, Marcel Fontenot has a 7.07 to lead that division. Youth division, now this is the one that's always interesting. All the kids got to do is catch a legal speckled trout or a flounder and weigh it. It doesn't matter what it weighs, just register it. And they do a drawing for a little boat, motor, and trailer rig. They give away four of them. One for the east. There's only been 10 kids registered. That's a one out of 10 chance at this point. Southeast has been 24 entries, 10 in the southwest, and 26 in the west. So uh, bring your kid in and let them enter that. All they're going to do is bring a trout or a flounder in. They're qualified to win a boat, motor, trailer. Bank fishing category. Been a lot of bank fishermen out there this week, including me. Uh, London Boozegard had a 4.454. Speckled trout weighed in the Grand Isle. And there have been two of the first 10 of 100 tagged redfish caught by registered anglers. So you got eight places still to go to catch one of those tagged redfish. It goes on through Labor Day weekend. They're giving away trucks, RVs, boats, and a lot more prizes too. So check it all out. CCA Star. You can go to CCA Star or just go to Louisiana CCA and look it up on their website. You can actually register there or any one of their way stations. All right, coming back after this, Jeff Rule is going to tell us about his most unusual, strangest bait and also got a freshwater fishing report for you. It's all coming up on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our freshwater fishing report with Jeff Brule. 
Good morning, Jeff. What can you tell us, man? Been a lot of people fishing this week, and a lot of people going to be out this weekend, some with Dad. So what advice have you gotten? What places did what happen? Tell us what took place. Uh, well, I went to the Chef Pass this week, and it didn't do very good. I only caught a few bass and a red. Uh, the water was stained and muddy in most areas, always in the past, to Proctor's Point. And I think that's due maybe the high winds of the week before and high Pearl River and that recent tropical storm probably pushed some muddy water into that area. But it seems like the bass population's okay over there. We saw a lot of schooling fish, a lot of small fish, and there was bait everywhere. So it just uh, probably tied or something dictated the bite, and we kind of struggled to find fish. But uh, we ended up with six nice little fish, nice mess of fish. But it might be a tough place to fish until you know, we get some calm winds and kind of the muddy water settles out of it, which shouldn't take too long with all the grass in there. So I look for better days ahead. And then we um, – well, Thanks for checking out that place. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's always close to home, always good to go. And uh, got some reports from Delacro to Des Alman, some of the Turner reports, some of that tournaments going on in the area. 15, 18-pound stringers coming out of those areas, so that's good news for that. Uh, frogs, flukes, and vibrating jigs seems to be pretty good for the summer bass. Uh, basically, on those places, if you hit drains when the water's falling and the points when the water's coming in, and they catch some nice fish, but you take um, you know, some of the wind and the muddy water, sometimes the weather's not very good, and you have to um, kind of struggle to find them. But overall, those areas are probably your top spots for the, the weekend. Jeff, as far as catching some panfish, man, I got some really good reports from the basin area that Lake Verrett, all of that is on fire right now with crickets underneath a little, you know, torpedo cork. Oh, yeah. They've, uh, this is the time of year you got a full moon coming up around the 4th of July. Uh, usually this June, July, August when you get the brim are starting to uh, spawn. They'll start making beds and then the goggle eye and things like that will get around the cypress trees. But, uh, you know, start the i got a good crappie report from North Shore area rivers. Um, they, in those treetops, about 8 to 10 feet using shiners. You just have to, you know, you might pick one off here, one off there, and then maybe find one top that has, you know, a good load on it and catch six or eight. Uh, just, but just uh, drop you some sliding corks with some shiners down about eight foot, and you should be able to do well on the North Shore. And then the cork and the crick is good for the, the goggle eye, the warm mouth, and then uh, you drop that around cypress trees. And then if you, uh, Know where some hot spots are as far as the brim bed. You can do well on that um, on the North Shore and across to the basin. But it's that time of year for the panfish to start biting, and they're good and tasty, and they're fun to take the kids fishing for. How about the catfish for those people looking for something good to fry up this weekend? Now, there's some more good reports coming in. Manchac, uh, Falls River, all those areas are holding uh, a lot of catfish. You can catch them. Um, some nice boxes of catfish. They're catching a lot of numbers. Uh, those are kind of tasty whisker fish, we like to call them. But uh, the black grasshoppers um, on the reed that you find in the past, some of those things like that you can use for bait uh, are great for catfish. Night crawlers, if you can't find that, dead shrimp. And they make a lot of commercial bait, stink baits you can go by. And also, if you have one in Catawba with worm trees, that, the worms are excellent baits. And uh, you just anything rigged on the bottom uh, that you can kind of Keep a little bit off the bottom, but you're fishing on the bottom for those catfish. They uh, they'll usually lay it on the bottom. That's where you're going to catch them. 
Jeff, you, you brought up uh, on your report about uh, bizarre fishing baits, you know, a lot of crazy ones. What is one of the strangest ones that, that you've ever used to catch fish? Well, I had one from my family. They, back in the 50s, they used to run trout lines on a chipunk, didn't they? So one time they caught them on cut-up P&G soap. I don't know if that's like an old large soap that they used to have at the store or something. But they said they just put a little chunk of that on the hook, and the catfish, when they were running, they would they would uh, bite that. And another thing, when I was a kid, we used to go around and skin the bark off of fallen pine trees. You know, sometimes they'd come in and log an area, and after about two weeks or so, the trees would kind of start rotting. And then you would go along and just kind of scrape the, the bark, would just peel off, and you'd have little tunnels in there, and they'd have something called a sawyer. And you'd take those, uh, they basically a white grub with like a big set of jaws for eating the trees. And you'd pop those out and put them in a little Prince Albert can. We'd take them down the river and catch all kind of panfish on those. That's, that's some of the unusual things I fished with growing up. I never heard of them called the Sawyer, but I certainly have seen a lot of them and really never thought to take them out and fish, but I know exactly what you mean. It's got a little ribs on it. It's a, it's pretty big. They're white grubs and ugly little critters with a big set of teeth because they're chewing up rotten pine trees. But, uh, yeah, I imagine, you know, that's pure... Uh, in the nutrition for a fish, there's a lot of protein in it, so I'm sure they would go for it, and it's easy to see. So that's a good one. I'll tell you what, I'm getting a lot of them in here. Popping corks, ivory soap, hot dogs, plain jig heads, nylon ropes. People, <laughs> We spend a lot of money on expensive baits, but sometimes uh, the basic stuff, uh, we'll put them in the boat for you, you know. Yeah, I don't, you used to have a Catawba worm trees growing up. Uh, I don't have the farms and stuff anymore like I used to, but I think there's some still areas around um, hamming it. Guys have trees that they use that for bait. And that is, that's an excellent catfish bait. And all you have to do is find a tree. Well, plant I know and, where there's one. Oh, you got one. I, I know where there's one growing, and and you pass it a lot, a lot of times, and probably never even realize it was there. I'll tell you where it is, but I'm not going to do it on the air. I don't want to cause traffic jams. <laughs> well, unbelievably, they get very big. I've seen Jeff, some, thank- you know, thirty, forty foot high. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But, you know, they tell me that you have to actually start the worms on them. They won't automatically get on the tree. It, it, it helps if you put some, put some on the, you know, in like a caterpillar stage. Put them on the tree, and then once you put them there, they'll come back every year. Great baits. Correct. Great baits, by the way. People people not knowing it, they're kind of a, a combination of uh, green and little green stripes on a black body. And that's what that color, I'm sure, has come from. So many lures now are that color, you know, those chartreuse on black, and it's like a Catawba worm. Jeff, thanks so much for the report. Enjoy the chat. Uh, go get some of them bizarre sawyers and go catch you some fish, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks, Don. All right, Jeff. See you next time. Jeff Brewer, one of our field reporters. What is the strangest, most bizarre bait you've ever used or seen to catch a fish? 504 504- 260-1870. Text it to us. We'll be right back with Daryl Carpenter. Find out what strange baits he's been using to catch all those speckled trout down in Grand Isle. That's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's see if we can catch up with Daryl Carpenter for a real quick report before he gets out of range. Daryl, we still have you there? Oh, yeah, I'll be here, Don. The cell phone service is holding up well. <laughs> oh, good. Well, tell us what you know. I was down there, uh, uh, two, what day was I there? Wednesday, or two, no, Tuesday. Boy, I'm losing track of the days and caught some nice trout down there in the surf. What's been going on with you? Well, you were down here probably the last good day. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday was great. After Tuesday, it kind of tailed off a little bit. Uh, 
I don't know, maybe it was because, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of tide moving. Water was good. Water looked good. But, you know, ever since Tuesday, you had to be that person that sat down on top of a school. If you wasn't that person that sat down on top of a school, you spent a whole lot of time running around looking for fish. Uh, it started picking up a little bit yesterday. Uh, hope You know, of course, we're getting our tide back, and we're starting to see some shrimp come back. Uh, I, I guess when all that water got out of here after that storm, it took a lot of the shrimp crop with it. But we're starting to see another crop come through. So, you know, and, and like I said, yesterday started to pick up. So hopefully that means the rest of the week is going to be is going to be good. We've got perfect weather conditions. You know, we got a few trout starting to show up. The ones we are catching are nice. If you got to retreat up into the marsh, then you you know you catch ten to keep one. But uh, but yeah, I mean it it should pick up. Uh, just you know, the last few days it's been a little bit slow. Yep. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of redfish to go around too. If you you know if you force for some reason later in the week, if the winds come up and you can't get on the beach, you can always fish in the backwaters there. Daryl, we're talking about strange fishing baits. What's the strangest bait you ever caught a fish on or saw a fish come in on? Well, I mean, Don, we used to use broomsticks. Uh, you know, we used to make our own uh, our own little trolling plugs. You know, to where you just put a hook, you, you put a hook on a broomstick and pull it behind a boat. And trust me, if you're around a bunch of dolphin, they'll hit it. But, you know, I guess if the qualification is that you had to catch a fish with it, you know, uh, I would guess a piece of white rag. You know, those those red snapper are so thick. A lot of times, just to show the customer how hungry they were, they starving. I, I just put a piece of a white rag on the hook, and I'd catch 10 or 12 snapper on that one white rag. Um, yeah, but uh, but a but a good secret, a good secret. And I think you may have seen this one before. Is I always keep that spare empty Gatorade bottle because when you get a when you get a school of curious lemon fish that come up and you want to keep them around the boat, all you got to do is throw one lemon, the one Gatorade bottle over the side, and they'll sit there and play volleyball with it all day long until you can get a hook in them. <laughs> lemon fish love Gatorade. Who knew? All right, Daryl, go get them, buddy. Sounds like you, you cranked up and headed out. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, Don. All right, realscreamers.com is where you find him. All right, I haven't had time to tell you about my strangest fishing baits, and I got a couple, three of them to share with you. I'm going to do that right after the top of the hour break. We got Eric Mohabarak with a paddler's report. Ryan Lambert's also coming up from Cajun Fishing Adventures, as is Mike Gallo. We'll see you on the other side of the break on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.